Welcome to The Big Cheese Show, your destination for fantasy sports domination. Now, here's your host, Chris The Big Chee Cheon. What's good, everyone? It's your boy, The Big Chee, Chris Cheon. It is championship weekend in fantasy football. You might be thinking you're set, but I want to absorb as much fantasy football information as possible. I'm going to deliver that for you. Brought to you by Driscoll D. Simone LLC. Tax season coming up. New year coming up. New year, new you. Stop making the same amount of paltry dough. Diversify your portfolio. Build your business. DriscollDSimone.com. Come see me. Tweet me for more information about these guys. They'll get you hooked up. All right. I'm going to start with Kyler Murray against the Seattle Seahawks. I've got Murray ranked as my QB7 this week. Behind Lamar, Deshaun, Russ, Jameis, Drew Brees, Mahomes. Now, Seattle's in the middle of the road in terms of points allowed to the quarterback position. However, they've surrendered nearly 4,000 yards passing this year. 3,955 to be exact. That's the fourth most in the NFL And the Seahawks defense has surrendered the third most completions at 350. And information like that's valuable because we look at Kyler Murray's stat sheet and we say, yeah, he's not exactly lighting it up in the passing game. In fact, his 219-yard passing performance last week against Cleveland was the first time he's eclipsed 200 yards passing since the Cardinals played the Bucs nearly a month and a half ago. Last four weeks... Murray is in the top 12 as far as completion percentage. He runs the ball, as we know. Cardinals choosing pass plays, the 12th most in the NFL at 61% a clip. So I just think the upside is there with Kyler to absolutely get it done against the Seahawks defense that was kind of torched by Kyle Allen and the Panthers last week. Behind Kyler, I've got Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's against the lowly Bengals who've allowed the ninth most fantasy points to the quarterback position this year. Only the Cowboys and Lions have less interceptions than the Natty. Dolphins choose passing plays pretty much all the time. Only Atlanta chooses passing plays more, and the Dolphins coming in at a 66.2% clip. I mean, Kenyon Drake still leads the team in rushing. He hasn't been on a team in, like, months. Crazy. If you're an Aaron Rodgers owner... And you've been wrestling with the decision as to whether or not you want to play Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Not the greatest. That's Tom Brady, as we all know. But not, I mean, I'm not playing Rodgers in my championship game over guys like Kyler and Fitzpatrick. Seriously. Can't believe I'm saying that now. Who would have thunk it when, what was it, St. Patty's Day weekend, Fitzpatrick was acquired by the Dolphins? You'd be saying almost in 2020. You'd be playing Fitzpatrick over Rodgers in your championship game. But, yeah, Xavier Rhodes, not the player that he once was. But the Vikings are still top 10 in terms of least amount of points allowed to the quarterback position. It's in Minnesota. That Vikings defense does seem to rise to the occasion in front of all their fans chanting Skull. I mean, all of their fans chant Skull in Minnesota. Whereas, like, half the fans in an opposing stadium chant Skull. Trust me, I've been to FedEx Field. When the Redskins are playing the Vikings, you'd think it might be a neutral site game. In their prior meeting back in week two, the Vikings and the Packers, Rodgers threw for only 209 yards. Rodgers hasn't eclipsed 300 yards passing since October. His 
completion percentage, 27th best in the NFL. Now, you can't totally blame Rodgers for that. He's got a below average receiving core. But, I mean, these numbers are with Devontae Adams back, so I, I don't know what to say. A little staggering. All right, let's move to the running back position. No real surprises in my top 10, where you can find on WTOP.com. Joe Mixon. I've got him as my RB5 this week. He's going against the Dolphins. We saw what Saquon did to him last week. Dolphins allowing the third most points per game to the running back position. The Dolphins with the worst defensive DVOA in the league. The second worst? The defense that my boy Austin Eckler is going up against this week. My RB11 is Austin Eckler, home against the Raiders. He disappointed last week, no doubt. I made these nice videos of myself looking cute, touting Eckler. But listen, go right back to him. Over Melvin Gordon if you got both of them. Gordon fumbled twice last week. I think he's in the doghouse, but I still think he's going to get the work. But I think the matchup's there for Eckler to outperform Gordon. Only the Lions and the Texans have allowed more receiving yards or receiving touchdowns, sorry, two running backs in the Raiders. And Eckler has eight receiving touchdowns on the year. That's the most at the running back position in the NFL. I think you can go back to him with confidence. Standard leagues, I think you can make the case for Gordon. But in PPR, Eckler's got 29 targets in the passing game in his last four games with receiving touchdowns in two of those games. He lost the fumble last week, too. But, yeah, I mean, that's why I'm not discounting Gordon. But in PPR... Those 29 targets in the last four games. I'm, I'm going to completely hold on to that. I don't think Gordon's getting banished. I would rather have Eckler. After Eckler, it's Miles Sanders for me at home against Dallas. Sanders exploded last week against the Redskins. And you always got to worry about the other guys in the Philadelphia Eagles backfield rotation. Boston Scott, you had Jay Ajayi getting a goal line carrier too. But the Eagles have run the eighth most rush plays in the NFL this year, and only Christian McCaffrey and Todd Gurley took more offensive snaps than Sanders last week. He was on the field for 71% of the Eagles' offensive snaps. Underwhelmed, no doubt, massively last time against the Cowboys, last time the Eagles played him, but that really shouldn't matter in your process. I know that I talk about prior matchups when I did with Aaron Rodgers, but I think in that game, that was... Sanders getting totally game scripted out. Jordan Howard was still playing then too. The Eagles lost by four touchdowns in that last uh, that first matchup. By the way, I mentioned Todd Gurley. He's my RB14 this week heading into San Francisco, a team that has looked vulnerable lately defensively. We saw that performance against the Saints. Granted, that was in a climate-controlled environment. But listen, the 49ers defense still shut down really any semblance of a Falcons ground game last year or last week. And for the year, only the Patriots and Buccaneers have allowed less fantasy points to the running back position. So if you're a girly owner in the championship, I got to imagine you're playing them. But if you're in a shallow league, you have the option between Aaron Jones and Todd Gurley. I'm going Aaron Jones. I've touted Aaron Jones a lot this year. You're going to have to worry somewhat about that time split between him and Jamal Williams. But he still saw 59% of the snaps last week against the Bears. That's higher than Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, who I mentioned and still like, and Marlon Mack. Jones has been touchdown defend dependent, but he's got three in his last two games. Been feast or famine lately in the passing department. He didn't even get a target last week, but saw six and then seven, respectively, in the prior two weeks. 
Last time he played the Vikings, torched their run defense. 23 carries, 116 yards and a touchdown. He also caught four passes for 34 yards. I mean, you don't think Matt LaFleur is realizing that? Aaron Jones worked for us last time. Let's go back to the well. I'd play Jones and Gurley, though, over Marlon Mack in PPR. Even with Mack's dream matchup against the Panthers, worst run defense in the NFL. Panthers have allowed the most rushing touchdowns in the league. And again, if you're in a standard league, I'm playing Mack over all the guys at running back I've talked about, except for Miles Sanders. I would rather take Miles Sanders. Mack's not involved in the passing game, though. We saw Jordan Wilkins getting involved last week. Max 4.25 yards per attempt, lower than Adrian Peterson, who's getting a lot of praise here in D.C. Uh, for his play over the past couple of weeks. But, I mean, I'm not exactly thinking AP is one of the upper echelon running backs in the league anymore. He's just kind of the last man remaining there in that Redskins backfield with Geis hurt. I do expect the Colts to bounce back and win this game against Will Greer and the Panthers. I just don't like the trends I'm seeing out of Marlon Mack. A decrease in carries the last five games he's played in. He's got three 100-plus yard rushing games this year. That's a decent amount, but, like, he just doesn't get him on the passing game. So he damn near better get close to 100 yards or eclipse that. But in those uh, 100-yard games, he saw 20 or more carries in all of them. And two of those 100-yard games came in the first two weeks of the season. Recent trends tell you that Mac, even with the dream matchup, might not deliver for you. I think there are better options. Wide receiver position, I'm playing Cortland Sutton and A.J. Brown over the proverbial studs this week. Studs including guys like Steph Diggs, who's my wide receiver 11, still like him. Kenny Galladay, number 12. Amari Cooper, yeah, nice matchup against the Eagles, soft cornerbacks. But that Dak injury... I mean, I got to know that he is saying I'm feeling 100% on game day. I'm ready to sling it around. I just don't see that happening. So I'm I'm open to moving Cooper down. I've got him wide receiver 13 right now. I'd play Sutton and Brown over Tyler Lockett against the Cardinals. Now, Lockett did get back on track last week against the Panthers, but the Seahawks still choose pass plays the fourth least in the NFL. By the way, the Vikings, they choose pass plays the second least in the NFL. So, I still have Diggs as my wide receiver 11. A, because I don't think Thielen is 100% yet, so Diggs is the clear number one. B, with Cook and Madison probably out. All right, let's start with Denver. Even with all that snow last week in Kansas City, Sutton still saw a season-high 10 targets, 79 receiving yards. It's the most he's had in more than a month. Not all that impressive, right? I know, but the matchup's there. Lions, fourth worst pass DVOA. In the NFL, only five teams have allowed more fantasy points per game than Detroit, and only the Bucs have allowed more receiving yards this year. So Sutton cracks my top 10 this week, my wide receiver nine. Also in the top 10, A.J. Brown against the Saints. Now, I'm not as high on Tannehill this week. Something about just trusting Ryan Tannehill to win you your fantasy championship. I mean, unless you're in an extremely deep league, a two-quarterback league, I know this offense is putting up 30 points a game with Tannehill compared to like 16 and change of Mariota. I, I, I'm just, I, I like Tannehill. I don't love him. I do love A.J. Brown. Season high, 13 targets last week against Houston. 114 yards receiving. Brown has 
100-plus receiving yard games in three out of his last four games. Three touchdowns in his last two games. And no, the Saints are not the worst team defensively in the past game. I mean, we all hear Marcus Lattimore every single week. Or, I'm sorry, Marshawn Lattimore. Gosh. Hey, too much sugar today at the holidays. Messes with your brain a little bit. Isn't it like worse than cocaine? Anyway, Lattimore didn't have a great start to this year, but he's turned it on since, as of late since returning from the injury. P.J. Williams, Eli Apple, they're vulnerable. And the Saints defense as a whole allowing the fifth most points per game to the wide receiver position. The sixth most receiving yards allowed. I mean, you, you just can't argue with the stat lines that A.J. Brown has been putting up lately. He's the wide receiver one in that offense. All right, last one, I played Terry McLaurin over a banged-up Julian Edelman. The matchup against the Giants is a juicy one. Edelman going up against probably Tredavious White, mainly, unless they can scheme a way to get him more in space. But, I mean, Tom Brady's not chucking the ball to him deep. So, I think his ceiling is capped a little bit I know it's not a comfortable decision for you to make playing Terry McLaurin over Julian Edelman if that's a decision that you've got you got to make but listen the Giants have the third worst pass defense DVOA in the league while Buffalo has the third best I'm going scary Terry nice game last week as well tight end position Jared Cook now he's someone including myself helped me and other fantasy owners get to the championship game But Cook is just outside my top 10 this week as the Saints are in Tennessee. Now, outside of Michael Thomas, who's the best wide receiver in football, you do have to tread a little lightly with this Saints offense outside of the controlled conditions of the beautiful uh, Superdome in New Orleans. Matchup isn't bad for Cook, I guess, as the Titans are average to below average at stopping the tight end. I mean, last week, though, if you look at last week, Against an offense, again, that doesn't exactly feature the tight end much, but Jordan Aikens, Darren Fells combined for three catches for nine yards. And Cook saw just 42% of the snaps last week. Now, I get it. It was a blowout. He was coming back from the concussion. i just rather trust a guy, definitely Jacob Hoster. He's my tight end five this week. Going up against the Cardinals, the worst defense in terms of stopping the tight end. And I'd rather play Jack Doyle over Cook, despite the fact that the Ravens and the Panthers, the team Doyle's taken on, have given up the least amount of receptions to tight end this year. Doyle has 22 targets in his last three games. Saw 82% of the snaps last week. So, so Cook saw 42%. Doyle saw 82%. I have to take that into consideration, and that gives that puts Doyle ahead of me. Plus the fact that the Panthers have given up the following point totals in their last 10 games. You ready? 27, 26, 51, 20. 24, 29, 34, 29, 40, and 30. Woof. Yeah. I just think there's more of an opportunity for a guy like Doyle to put up some decent numbers. I'm not saying great numbers, but like the top tight ends, the Wallers, the Mark Andrews's, obviously Kittle, Ertz, those guys are already owned. And if you're like been streaming all year, I'd rather go with Doyle over Cook. All right. My list of my top defenses are on WTOP.com. I got to go home, and I got to cuddle up with the little one, Jennifer, before this holiday weekend. I hope that you enjoyed the show. Check out my full list of my rankings. If you're in a crazy deep league, I go 
pretty far down there, even in Week 16 Championship. Check them out, WTOP.com. Thank you so much for listening. The pod isn't going anywhere, by the way. I'll be with you through the playoffs and into the dog days of the wintertime, helping you in fantasy hockey, betting on college hoops. The Big Chi is here to help you win some money. Music in this episode is Rev by Eveningland. Thank you so much for taking some time to tune in. Let's win a championship this week. Thanks for listening.